Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. First Corinthians chapter 9. I'm so excited. This has probably been my, my favorite series that we've done in a long time. And I just really feel that it's going to get us going at the beginning of 2018 on the right track. And uh, I, my, my prayer for all of us is that we would be on the right track with God. And I, I'm so excited. Last week we talked about making decisions and letting go of the past in order to move forward. And we looked at Paul and what he wrote in Hebrews. Today I want to look at another thing that Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians chapter uh, 9, beginning in verse 24. If everybody's there, can you shout a loud amen? Amen. (laughs) That was very loud. All right, beginning in 24. uh, Paul says this. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get the crown that will last forever. So Paul continues and he says, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly, and I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. He says, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Will not be disqualified for the prize. Out of those few verses, uh, today week two of motion, I want to talk to you out of a subject that's on my heart. And I want you to write this down in your journal. I want you to write this down in whatever you're writing in. We're going to take notes at the beginning of 2018. And I want you to write this down. Better than ever. Better than ever. Ever. Anybody wants to be better than ever in 2018? Come on, look at five people around you and tell them, come on, we're going to be better than ever. Better than ever. Better than ever. <laughs> I want to welcome all the listeners on Life FM, our FM radio station, and anybody sitting in additional seating. 11 a.m. is our most packed service, but we have additional seating in the back. And so we welcome you guys. We're glad that you're here. And we're believing over the next few years, we're going to get a big building for all of us. But we're glad that you've joined us today. Come on, why don't we close our eyes, bow our head. Let's ask God to bless this time together. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity that we have to be here in your house, God, to love you, to worship you, God. Uh, We give you all the glory for today. Thank you for uh, today, marriages and families, as we're praying together as a church. Thank you for, uh, God, each and every single home. We pray that you would make families strong. We pray that you would give us wisdom and knowledge to better direct our, our marriages and our homes, God. God, I pray a special blessing in 2018 for every single marriage represented, every single house represented in this place, God, that you would always provide that you would always lead, that you would always guide us, God. We thank you today, God. God, I pray that today you would heal every heart in this place, that you would lift up our heads to see you. We're glad that we get to come to this community. We're glad that we get to come to this church, God, and just seek you and honor you, God. We want to be in step with you. We want to move as you move, God. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, and all God's people say, oh, come on, all God's people say, Can you give Jesus one more shout? Come on. Has anybody ever arrived at a place only to find out that it's not where you want it to be? 
Has anybody ever gotten lost trying to find a destination? Right. I don't know if it's happened often. I think now what makes it a little bit easier is are things like Waze and GPSs and stuff like that. But I uh, remember a few years back, me and Diana, we worked at a company together. It was a lawyer's office. And uh, we, we often had to go to Orlando and Tampa to work. And I remember we had this one guy who would drive the, the whole company up there that he would say, hey, I don't need a GPS. I don't need no ways. I, I know my ways, right? Anybody know somebody like that, that they, they just don't listen to any instructions? They don't, if they're sitting next to you, don't look at them, don't elbow them. But <laughs> anybody know somebody like that? Maybe it's you. This guy's like, hey, I know how to get to Tampa. We needed to get to Tampa this one week. And uh, we're on the way. And I remember on the way, all of us are looking at each other like, this is not the way to Tampa. And uh, he was blasting. I'll never forget. He was blasting country music. He was a country music fan. Nothing's wrong with country music. Nothing's wrong with country music. Any, any, Any country music lovers? Is this Calvary? Like, I'm lost. Wow, okay. Okay, back to Jesus. Um, we were <laughs> yeah, on the way. He was just blasting country music. They didn't want to listen to nobody. We're like, hey, you're going the wrong way. They didn't want to listen. I remember finally we're, we're arriving close to Tampa. He's like, hey, um, I think I took the wrong street. And we're like, yeah, you might. You might have. We were trying to get to Orlando, and we ended up in Tampa. I thought about that story as I started thinking about this church, that many of us, if we're not careful, we can be going in the wrong direction and never end up in the right destination. We can be going in the wrong direction and never end up in the right destination. So many of us, we are moving, we're active in life, but we're not really moving forward. We've been talking about moving forward in this series, moving in God's purposes and plans. I wonder how many of us, does it ever feel like life just gets busy? Right? And we're just like doing, living, breathing, working, paying bills, more bills, and bills. And can you pay my bills? Can you pay my automobile? And like bills, like just bills, like and taxes and bills, right? It's just like life can become just like a like a cycle. Like it's like we're alive, but we're just existing. Like we're doing a whole lot but not achieving a whole lot. Does life ever feel like that? It does for me sometimes where I'm just like, man, it feels like I'm just going, going, but man, I I just don't want to exist. I want to live on purpose. So often life can feel like a treadmill. Like we're just on this treadmill going, going, we're moving, but we're not really advancing. Like what, what's the direction of my life? Like I started looking at my own life. I'm like, what's the direction of my life? Where am I, am I going? You got to know where you're going in life. Direction is important. You got to know your direction because the direction you're in will determine the destination you arrive at. The direction you are in, I want you to write that down. The direction you are in will determine the destination you arrive at. What's my direction? Where am I headed? Where am I going? Do I know where I'm going? Well, where, where, where's the direction at the beginning of 2018, right? Like we started a new year. We can still say happy new year. It's only two weeks in, right? We, we just started a new year. Where, where am I going? What's the direction of my life? Like what's the direction of my heart, my soul, and my spirit in 2018? Right? Like some, some of us, maybe we can say, hey, 2018 started and already my heart, my spirit, my attitudes are headed in the wrong direction. 
Like, I'm just not in the Be careful where your attitude, your feelings, and your heart are leading you because you may not like where you arrive. Right? Like, where, where, what's the direction? Maybe you're in here today and you're just like, man, happy new year. I already got the same issues as last year. Still got the same habits. Still got the same attitudes. Still got the same husband. Hello. Yeah, that's not changing. <laughs> Still got the same wife, same kids, right? Like, man, it's a new year. I wanted to focus, but it's still the same thing. Watch your feelings. Watch your attitudes because where they're pointing you to is to a destination. Will you, do you like where you're headed? Do you know where you're headed, right? Be careful. And what we said is that you have to be careful where you're headed in life because God wants us to move forward, Right? Is there, is there something wrong? You know, oftentimes what happens is that misdirection comes from disconnection, right? So, so if we don't know where we're going, often what I found out in my own life is this, that because I've been disconnected with what God wants to do in my life. I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do because I haven't talked to God in a while. I, I don't know where he wants to lead me. I don't know where he wants to lead my home. I don't, so, so I know that if I get connected with God, then I'll be okay. Right? Hey, I, then I'll be okay. Right? If you disconnect, you got to be careful because you might get wrong information. Every single time we are disconnected, our information is going to be incorrect. But if we connect with God, we say, okay, God, I know your purposes. I know your plans. I know what you want to do with me. Last week, we talked about moving forward. God has a purpose and a plan. That's why we call this series Motion, because God wants us in step with his plans and his purposes. Not my will, God, but your will be done. I want your purpose. I want your plan for my life. I want to know what you want to do in my marriage, in my life. In 2018, let's make a decision to get connected with God. Let's make a decision to walk with God. Come on, as a marriage, maybe you fell off the wagon already. We're only about 12 days in. Maybe you're like, I already had some mess ups. We already got into some arguments. I'm getting back on the horse. Come on, it's a new day, new grace. We're headed with God. We said that God's purposes and plans always have one direction, and that's forward. What are his purposes and plans for your life? He wants your life to move forward. As a church, we said we're going to move up. Come on, we're going to live big spirit, big heart, big mind. We're going to follow God. We're going to advance. Come on, anybody want to flourish at 11 a.m.? Anybody want to advance for God? Anybody want God's best for your family, for your marriage, for your life? Come on, we're moving forward. We have to be careful because it's, it's easy to lose, to lose focus. Right? It's easy to focus. Paul, he's writing this letter to the church in Corinth. Corinth was a, a big city. It was a massive city. And there was a lot of Christians in Corinth. And they had built this incredible church. They were just doing They were killing it. They were doing amazing. They had a song called Motion. They were, it was just amazing. It was incredible. And, and the church in Corinth was flourishing. But, but after a little while, some believers, some Jesus followers in Corinth had started to lose their focus. They started to get sidetracked, and they started to, to live for other things. They started to, to fall into some temptations, into some sins. There were some hindrances, some weights in there. How many of you know life can be hard? Right? All of a sudden, it's like, I'm focused. I'm 2018, and already three days in, it's like, God, but why? <laughs> I ain't want to stop at Krispy Kreme. Like, I ain't focused. Right? Right? It's just like all these things. And the Jesus followers, they were, they were after Jesus, but they, they started to lose focus. Corinth was a wild city, too. You read through Corinthians, and you see that the church had allowed some things to come in, and some of them were doing some stuff that they shouldn't have done. 
Like they were sleeping around with whoever. They, they were just doing whatever, drinking whatever, living however. They had gotten sidetracked and lose focus. How many know when, when there's a lot of distractions, it's easy to lose focus? And it's easy to lose what you're looking after and what you're looking ahead for and what you're chasing for. They were looking at Jesus, but they got side. When you're driving through the fog, it's not so easy to see what's in front of you. You have to stay focused. If not, you will get distracted and lose what's ahead of you. The church had lost focus. And so Paul, he's writing to Jesus' followers in Corinth, and he's telling them, hey, I, I need you to focus. I need you to, to live right. I need you to get rid of some of these things that you're doing. I, I need you to stop playing games because God came in your life to make you better than ever, not to leave you the same, not to leave you with the same habit, with the same addiction. Come on, he wants to make you better. He wants you to flourish. And so Paul is saying, focus. Paul is saying, get it together. And he's giving them some instructions because God knows we can all get sidetracked. So he's giving them, a, he gets to chapter 9, right? He gets to chapter 9, and, and he starts to write in chapter 9. He's writing about different culture things and how we should live. And all of a sudden, he gets to this one part where he says, Do you not know that all the runners run in this race, but only one gets the prize? He's talking about a race, and he's talking about winning a prize in a race. Now, now some of us, we may, we may read this and we're like, why is he talking about a race? And then he goes into boxing. Like, I, I think he just used to watch ESPN a lot. Like, what's wrong with Paul? Like, I don't get it. The thing is, Corinth hosted the games kind of like the Olympic games. And so the people in Corinth, when he starts talking about games, they understand what Paul's talking about. They've seen runners run. How many, how many of you have seen people run? Like, I'm talking about long distance running. Some of us have ran at the beginning of this year, and we just stopped. Like three days in, we're just like, I'm done. I, I ran enough for 2018, 2019. Jesus, help me. A little bit more. How many know it, it takes some effort to run? And so he's like, I want you to look at the runners of the games, and you know that all of them run, but only one gets the prize. You, you know the strict training that has gone into running the race. He says, oh, there, there's some hard practice that goes into this. There's some hard disciplines. There's some hard training that goes into running a race. Like, you got to prepare for a race. You, you don't prepare all year long for nothing. You, you, want, you want to win the race? You're going to have to put in some preparation. Right? What Paul is basically saying is that you have to prepare well if you want to finish well. Right? A lot of us, we want to finish well at the end of 2018, December 31st, 2018. How are we going to arrive at the end of this year? Well, it comes in our preparation in January of 2018. How are we preparing right now? Well, I want to prepare myself so that I may finish well, not just January, not just December, but at the end of my life. How do I want to get when life, when life gets me at 70, at 80, at 90 years old? How do I want to get there? It's not just starting right, but it's finishing well. So Paul says, look at the runners. They, they, they get going to some strict training. Like, this is no joke. Like, they've been training all year long. They get in some preparation. They're ready to run the race. They're disciplined. They're focused. They, they want to end well. They want to make sure they win the prize. Nobody goes to the Olympics to win the silver medal. I can't wait. I'm going to the Olympics. Oh, are you serious? You haven't prepared all my life. Oh, my God. How many years? 30 years? 30 years, I've been preparing 30 years. Oh, my God, what's your goal when you get to the Olympics? I want to win silver medal. <laughs> silver medal is what I've wanted my whole life. I've had a dream of silver medal. I love the silver. The color, color silver is my favorite. Everybody wants the gold prize. And so Paul says, I want to win. He says, if you're running after Jesus, have this in mind that you look like him at the end of your life, that you're better when you're running after him. You want to win in your race after Jesus. 
You want to be better than ever. You don't want to be worse off than how you started. Right? And he's talking. How many of you want to finish the end of the year off well? I want to finish your life well. Come on. I want to finish well. I just don't want to start well. A couple of things that I see from the text that I want us to write down. Three observations that I saw from the text that I think can help us in 2018 to be in motion with God's step. I want you to write down number one. Number one, the first thing that we need is vision. The first thing that we need is vision. We need to know where we're going. Otherwise, we may not know where we're going. Know where you're going or you might be going nowhere. Do you have a vision? Get a picture in your life. I need a picture in my life of where I'm going. I want to know what I'm after. Get a picture of what you want your life to look like in five months, ten months, two years, three years, ten years, twenty years. Get a vision for your life. I remember a few months ago, me and Diana, we finally got the chance to go to Italy. Italy was my dream. My whole life I wanted to go. I, if you know me, I, I think I'm Italian. Like anybody knows me, I think I, my name is Alex, not Alex Sagatti, Alex Sagatti. I'm just like, I'm just, I, I love Italian culture. I love, Ita- <laughs> I love Italian music. I love Italian food. Come on, anybody love Italian food? Can I get an amen? There's nothing like it. And I wanted to go to Italy my whole life. I wanted to go to Italy. And we finally get to Italy. And you, you read about it and you see pictures your whole life. And uh, one of the places we went to was Pisa, right? Not pizza, Pisa. We ate a whole lot of pizza, but it was Pisa. And uh, I wanted to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, right? And I remember we're walking around. We get out of the hotel and I look. And as soon as we look, it's pretty tall. I see it between the buildings. And I'm like, there it goes. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. My whole life since I was a little kid, I love it. I love the Godfather. I love spaghetti. I love lasagna. And there's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, my God. I got my eye on it. I want to go see it. I want to see it from up close. I remember I had seen a picture of where I wanted to go. And so I remember we start going down these alleys and down these streets. And I'm like, babe, we're going. This is not the right turn. She's like, don't worry about it. I got the map. It's telling me to turn this way. And I keep my eye on my destination. We get on a taxi. We get on an Uber. I'm looking out the window like, there it is. Why are you turning left? You got to go right. right. I got my eye. On the back. And finally we got there. When I got there, this resembles what I saw in my picture. Right? Some of us, we need to get a picture of what we want our life to look like. So that no matter what may came up along the way, no matter what obstacles, no matter what distractions, you got a picture in front of you. God gave me a vision. He told me where I'm going. He told me what he's going to do with my life. It doesn't matter what's in front of me. I'm after my vision. Can I get an amen? You, you may have to turn left sometimes. Some things may get in the way. You may have to push them out of the way and say, get out. I got my eye on the vision. Come on. I don't got time to sleep with nobody. I don't got time to waste time. I don't got time to waste my budget. I don't got time to waste my years. I got my eye on a picture. I'm after a vision. What's the vision for your life in 2018? What's the vision for your marriage? What's the vision for your home? What's the vision for your life? God has a vision for you. Go to God, get connected with God, he's going to give you a vision. As a church, we have a vision. We're not just doing church, just to do church. We want to save a city. We want to influence a city. We want to expand. Come on, we want to raise leaders. We want to be influential. What's the vision for your life? Do you have a picture for your life? Right? What's, what's the picture that you have in your mind? If you have a picture of your destination, it doesn't matter what gets in the way, you're after that picture. Say, I'm running after it. I'm, I'm going after it all I can. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. 
The, me- the message paraphrases it uh, this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. If you can't see what God wants to do in your life, you're going to do then whatever you want. Right? If you don't write a vision statement for your life, somebody else will write it for you. What does God want to do? What does God want to do? You know what? You know what some of us need to do? That's why we gave you a journal. Write down some goals. Write down some resolutions. Ah, I already did that five years ago. That spirit and that attitude is going to show you the direction. I do it every year. Even if I don't accomplish some of the year before, I'm going to write them again. And this year, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how, but I'm writing them down. People who write down their goals are a thousand percent more likely to achieve those goals. Write down the vision. The Bible says if you write down the vision so those that run by can see it and run with the vision. Write down some goals for your life. What do you want to do with your marriage? What do you want to get when you're 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 years old, 50, 55, 60, 70, 80 years old, or just whatever life happens? Write down some. Paul had a vision. He said, I'm after an eternal crown. I'm after God. I'm after God. And because I'm after God, I discipline myself. I, I, I strike my body. I'm after it. I got a vision in mind. What's the vision for your life in 2018? If you don't know where you're going, you might be going nowhere. Get a vision in your heart. Get a vision in your mind. I love it that that Moses had a vision from God. I love it that Noah had a vision from God. Jesus had a vision. He said, oh, I'm going through the cross, but on the other side, I know his resurrection. Paul had a vision. He said, I'm I'm after it. You You need a vision in your life. Vision is great. Look look at what Helen Keller says. I love what Helen Keller says about vision. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight and no vision. Some of us, we can see a whole lot, but we can't see with vision. What's, what's past this? What's past January? Some of us aren't even thinking about February yet. We're not even thinking about December. We're not thinking about next year. We need to start looking at life with a big vision. How can I be more like Jesus? Let's be intentional. I want to be like Jesus. I'm going to get a connect group. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to come and get involved. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a woman of God because I got a vision. I love it that Paul didn't just have a vision, but he had a plan. The second thing that I see that we need is discipline. Write that down. Somebody say that with me. Discipline. If you don't control your life, then anything can dominate your life. If you don't control your life, then anything can dominate your life. We need discipline in our life. Okay, I got a vision, but I also have a way of how I'm going to get there. Right, I got a plan in place. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some steps. Last week, we, we forgot about the past. We're moving forward. Now there's a plan. I'm being disciplined on how I'm going to move forward. Right? I'll never forget the date. I believe it was September, but it was in the year 2008. The year September 2008. I was sitting in the front row of my youth group at, at my church. I was probably right here where Phil's at. And I was sitting next to my best friend called Jason Hodges, right? And we were at youth group. And we were having the best time. I grew up in church. I love church. And we were there in youth group and just, ah, having a good time, right? Enjoying youth. And, and in the church that we were at, there was two entrances, what, just like this, two entrances. And all of a sudden, I remember the side entrance just opened, like, like that door just opened. And through that door came this young 20-year-old Colombian queen, And I said, my God, my God, my God, you are worthy to be praised. The Lord said, it is good. (laughs) Shut about a hundred, but about a Mitsubishi. No, I just, I said, I said, I saw Diana walking in, right? We we didn't know each other first time we meet. I I remember turning to my best friend. He's still my best friend to this day. And I said, hey, I'm going to marry that girl, right? I knew it in my heart, in my soul. I knew I was going to marry that girl, right? 
But a vision was good, a dream was good, but how many know I had to work to get to that vision? And it wasn't easy and it wasn't cheap. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I had to be disciplined. Okay, I'm gonna get, go home, let's brush your teeth, brush your hair, put on some cologne. You need to shave, you need to take a shower. Alex, why am I single? You haven't taken a shower in three weeks. Put a plan in place. Need to be disciplined in your life. I wanted to marry her. I like this, so I put a ring on it. I had to work, right? A, a, a wedding is not free, right? I had to work. And we had to save every single dollar. There was a plan in place. We're getting married. We're going to do this thing. We're going to build our lives. We're going to build our dream, but it comes with discipline. I remember we were about two months away from our wedding and we were short on money and we're, we're trying to find everything we can every dollar we can and I got this job it was a late night job I had to finish a whole shopping center putting signs up and she's like I'll help you out we were both disciplined we had a goal in mind we had a dream but we had to work toward the dream I want to marry him he's so cute what is he doing well he plays video games till three o'clock in the morning and he's sleeping on the couch right now but he's tired boo-boo's tired he's been playing video get a man that is disciplined that's gonna work that's not gonna waste your time tell him oh come on i need to see you working hustling doing something come on i want to get married we got a plan to move forward we got we got a plan ahead we want to build a future i don't care if you got a job or not but you're not you're not sleeping till three o'clock in the afternoon i want to be a better christian than get in a connect group get in a Come on, get in the life group. Get some leaders around you. I'm disciplined in my life. Still lives with his mama. It's like he's 55, baby. Come on, that's a little bit too old. Come on, let's get some discipline in our life. I want to look like Jesus. I want to be after Jesus. I need discipline in my life. I can't keep carrying around the same habits that I did all these years. New year, new day, new grace. God is for me. God is with me. I have a vision. I know where God wants me, but, but I need to subdue my body. Right? Don't let your feelings and your emotions have the remote control of your life. Right? Right, so we have a vision. We have a dream. But today, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like singing motion. What a dumb song. Get, get, your, get your feelings and your emotions in the right place. Right? Don't, don't be carrying around some stuff. We, we talked about last week. Let go of some stuff. Right? You don't have to do everything your body tells you to do. You don't have to do everything your feelings tell you to do. You don't have to do everything that your mind tells you to do. I'm following my heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. Put some disciplines in place to say, I want to be a man of God. I'm going to wake up every morning. I'm going to spend five minutes, ten minutes in the Word. I'm going to, do, I'm going to, I'm going to be disciplined in my life. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. A man without self-control is like a broken, it's like a city broken into and left without walls. You have no self-control, then anybody can control you. If you have no self-control, then anybody can control you. What's controlling you in 2018? What are you going to let control you in 2018? Important decisions. What, what's gonna, who am I going to let control my life, my mind, my emotions? I want to be in step with God's best for my life. God, I'm going after you in spite of my feelings, in spite of my emotions. I'm going after you. Paul was disciplined. He said, I, 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 I subdue my body. I make it my slave. I don't listen to it. It listens to me. Right? There's a story in the Bible in the book of Genesis of a young guy named Joseph. And Joseph, when he was young, he was the son of Jacob. And 
Rachel, when he was young, God gave him a vision. God gave him a dream and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you very influential. I'm, I'm going I'm to put you in leadership position. And God gave him a vision and a dream. And throughout the years, he goes through some obstacles. He goes through some hard times on the way to that vision and on the way to that dream. And one of the times, he, he ends up getting this position in a guy named Potiphar's house. Now, Potiphar was one of the highest officials next to the Pharaoh. And Joseph is working for Potiphar. And he's there in Potiphar's house. He's in charge of a lot of things. And Joseph is busy doing life, moving, to, moving and advancing toward God's plans and purposes. But, but Potiphar has a wife. And uh, she was the first desperate housewife of Egypt. And uh, she wanted to sleep with Joseph. And she was after Joseph day in and day out, knowing that she was married to Potiphar. I don't care. I want Joseph. Joseph, I want you. And she was trying to get him in bed and in bed. And she was after him. The Bible says that she would, like, annoy him and vex him every single day. One day, Joseph is around, and little Mrs. Potiphar comes around. And <laughs> she tries to get him in bed, tries to get him in the room. And the Bible says that she grabs his coat, and he tries to run away, and he, he tries to get out of it. He's like, don't you grab me. I got a vision and a dream to go after. And it says that he's able to escape, and he runs, but she stays with the coat in his hands. And because of that, she accuses him of rape so that he can get in trouble. They throw him into prison. But at the end of his life, God blesses him and he becomes an incredible man because he stayed in line with the vision and the dream. And I heard this one preacher say, a preacher, one of my favorite preachers said, well, he might have lost his coat, but he kept his character. In 2018, what coat do you need to leave behind that you say, I don't care what I got to lose. I'm going to put some disciplines in my life. I'm not going to sleep around. I'm going to stay focused with the vision and dream that God has for me. I'm putting some disciplines. I'm going to say no to some things so that I can yes, say yes to what God has for me. I'm putting disciplines in my life. Paul says, I, I discipline my body. Some of us, it's cool that we come to church. It's cool that we come to church and we sing some songs. That's great. But a godly life is more than church service. It's every day talking to God. Come on, let's build a discipline. Like, God, I'm walking with you. God, I'm talking with you. God, I'm a Christian that's growing in your grace. God, I'm growing in my knowledge of you. I want to be like you. I want to see you. I want to know you. God wants to bless your life with his best, but you got to walk with him. What do you have to do? You know how it starts? One step at a time. Alex, too difficult. I got a vision. I got a dream, but... It's way too hard. It's way too difficult. I can never get there. Some of us are thinking about December, and what we fail to realize, we get to December, we first need to cross February. It starts one step at a time. But you got to have a disciplined life. Socrates said that the undisciplined life is an insane life. He says you need to start one step at a time. The journey to a thousand miles starts with one step at a time. What, what step can you take today? What step can we take today to say, I'm getting better today. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk toward my vision and my dream today one step at a time. Look at what Dr. Martin Luther King said. He says, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Zig Zagler said this. If we could put it up. He says, we can go to the second quote. I don't know if you have it, but he said this. You don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. You don't have to be great to get started. But you need to get started to be great. Alex, it's too hard. I can't pray for an hour. Pray for five minutes. Alex, I can't read the Bible. It's too confusing. It's too long. Start with one verse at a time. Just start somewhere. Take one step. Let's be disciplined. We're going to be people that have vision. 
people that walk in discipline, last but not least, people that are obedient. We need obedience in our life. I want you to write that one down. Small steps in the right direction are always better than long strides toward the wrong destination. Alex, what do I know? What does God want to do in my life? Uh, this is all what I do know, is that he wants you to be obedient with the next step. Alex, but I don't know the vision that he has for my life. Alex, I have no idea what he's calling me. Alex, what is God's will for my life? This is what I do know. He wants you to be obedient with the next step. Just trust him. You know why it's easy to obey God? When you know that God has his best for you in mind. Uh, you know, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to walk in obedience. I'm going to go after him day by day, step by step. I'm going to trust him. Alex, but I've been in church. Alex, I've been serving. I'm a leader of a connect group. I, I'm doing the fast. I'm doing all these things. But are we being disobedient in an area? Because God sees big sacrifice, but he rewards small obedience. What area in our life do we have to be obedient in to say, God, I'm going to be obedient? Is it in my finances? Is it in my, my private life? Is it what, Where do I need to be obedient in 2018 so that I can be better than ever? There's a story of a, of a young pilot who, it was his first time flying the plane alone. And he gets on the plane and he's all nervous and he's shaking and gets on this plane. He finally gets it off the ground and he's flying. And he's been flying the whole time and he feels like throwing up. He's as nervous as can be. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm flying this plane by myself. I, I have no idea where I'm going. I, I don't know what to do. And it's time to land and there's a slight storm ahead. And, He's losing it. I mean, he's just nervous. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not going to be able to land this plane. This is too difficult. Oh, my And he calls the tower, and the tower comes back and says, hey, we got you. We're going to help you out. He's like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. How do I land this plane? Where, where do I go? I have no idea. I'm lost. I'm nervous. I've lost it all. The tower control comes back and says, hey, if you just obey our instructions, we'll take care of the obstructions. If you just obey step by step, we'll take care of anything else that gets in the way. Just trust our voice and you'll land the plane safely. A lot of us, we got obstacles in the way. We have no idea what's in front of us. And all God is saying is obey me one step at a time. Listen to my voice. Get in my word. Get in my presence one step at a time. You're going to arrive at your destination. And you're going to be better than ever. Come on. You're going to be better than how you started. We're going to finish well in 2018. Anybody with me? Come on. Can we stand up to our feet with eyes closed and head bow? I want to pray for some people. I'm believing that God wants you to finish the year off strong. I'm believing that God wants the very best for your family, for your marriage. With every eye closed and every head bowed all across this place. If you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I, I have no idea what God wants for my life. I feel distant from God. I feel far from God. I feel like so many times I started off okay and I just seem like I messed my life up over and over again. Alex, I, I don't know if God wants anything to do with me. I, I, I've done too much wrong. I'm, I'm carrying around guilt and shame. I know this, that God loves you, and it's no coincidence that you're in the place this morning. You're here because God brought you in here with a purpose and with a plan. Come on, while every eye is closed, while every head is bowed, in a moment of privacy and concentration, if you're in here today and you say, Alex, I, I don't know God. I feel distant from God. I feel far from God. I feel like God must not want anything to do with my life. He wants everything to do with your life. He loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for you.
The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've sinned, you've sinned. We failed God, we've done wrong. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But that God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, so that whosoever believes in him will not die, but have everlasting life. Today, if you're in here, you say, Alex, I have sin in my life. I've done wrong. I want to tell you that God loves you and he sent his son, Jesus, to pay the price for you. Jesus grabbed all of your sin, my sin, went up on a cross. He died for our sins, went down into a grave for three days. But after three days, he resurrected. Jesus is alive. He's the hope, the peace that you've been looking for. He's the answer that you've been questioning about. And today he wants to give you a brand new start and a brand new beginning. With every eye closed and every head bowed all across this auditorium, whether you're listening to us on the radio in additional seating, If today you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I want a brand new start. I want a brand new beginning. I want to know God. It doesn't matter how big your mistake has been. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. He's waiting for you today. At the count of three, while the church is praying. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand wherever you're at. If you're saying, I need a relationship with God. Hands going up already. One, two, three. Raise your hand all over the place. Can you hold it up just for a few more seconds? I want to see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. You, 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 you. Here in the middle. I see you. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Anybody else? You raise your hand. God bless you back there. All the way in the back. I see you. Awesome. Awesome. If you're in additional seating, you raise your hand on the radio, online, wherever you're at. If you're making a decision today to follow Jesus. Come on, church. Can we put our hands together for all these hands? I'm going to say a simple prayer. And I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. The whole church, let's say it out loud. I believe that God is here. We're talking to God. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you Jesus I believe you're the son of God that you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected come into my life be my Lord and be my Savior from today on I am saved I'm healed and I'm forgiven in Jesus name amen and amen come on Calvary can we celebrate for all these hands We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.